And here we are, is a podcast for professionals, believers, and genuine people looking for genuine conversation. My name is Kia Harris Tagren, and I'm your host. I'll be sharing information about nonprofits, faith, business, entrepreneurship, life, and much more. I'm so excited for you to be joining me. Is everyone designed to be a minister, a preacher? So a minister is one who is sent, sent by God to share the good news and is connected to ministry. So let's reference this to scripture. So Mark 16, 15, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So doesn't say just those who are pastors, just those who are apostles. It says for everyone, everyone is commissioned to go and preach. So it is that we are designed to share about Jesus Christ. We are designed to share about God and we can be sent to a small group. We can be sent to nations. We can be sent to a huge community. Just depends on what God has given you authority over and the capacity has he has designed for you. So ministers can be assigned based on the scripture. So we know Ephesians 4, 11 through 12. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. So with this, it also says in verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So I think for the last few months, I've been continuously talking about Ephesians 4 and how important it is for us to determine where we are called. And the only way for us to determine that is to connect with God and ask him, who have you designed me to be? Am I a pastor? Am I a teacher? Am I an evangelist? Am I a prophet? And how have you designed me to be that? Because we view the individuals in the Bible, but we need to bring it into today. How does God's design for you to be, for example, an apostle fit into who you are and who he has shaped you to be? What exactly is going to be distinct about your ministry? So I'm excited to welcome you to a new series. And this series is going to focus on those who are called to minister, which is everyone. And just considering the different things I've encountered in ministry that has made me look at things differently and admire things, but also say, I think I can do that differently when I am going to approach what God has given me to do. So from Ephesians, we can see that, yes, everyone has a divine calling on their life. And the goal is to share the good news and fulfill the ministry God has designed for you. So in the beginning, I was expressing that a minister is one who is sinned and is connected to a ministry. So it could be the ministry that someone else has been designated to put together. It can be that, but it can also be a ministry that God has given to you to accomplish, to pursue, to be consistent with, to do. And so we have to consider being good stewards of the things God has called us to do. 
if he has called you to be someone that works in classrooms with children, be a good steward of that. If he has called you to work in spaces with social work, then do that well. If he has called you to be the one who is the assistant to one of the top leaders in your community and your region, then be that and do that well. I think a misconception is that when you are launching to ministry, that everything has to expand and everything has to be in high numbers. Okay, we have to be one of the top people on Instagram. We have to be the one of the top online preachers. But I think there can be a distraction there and a deception because not everyone is designed to carry that. And you may observe a minister and see, well, wow, they're doing great. They must not have any issues. And that's not it. When Jesus was ministering to individuals on various places, he was persecuted. People were questioning him. They were lying about him. They were doing quite a bit of things. And so we have to consider that ministry is for the purpose of spreading the gospel to assist others, to edify others. And it's not for our self-gain. It's not for us to be able to puff ourselves up and say, I was chosen by God and this is all because of me. No, it's not. It's actually all because of God. We're here today because of him. So when it comes to ministry also, you are called to fulfill the ministry God has for you. And so this can look like deliverance. This can look like healing, teaching, evangelism, and so forth. And I think it's important that we make sure that we are not trying to create a mold for ministry and how it should be and get distracted by, okay, well, this is how this has been done in the past when God is saying, well, I need you to do something different. I need you to get online and I need you to do X, Y, and Z. We have to get out of thinking that we need to be shaped into a ministry just like so-and-so. Because if we do, then we are becoming chameleons. And I believe I talked about this in the leadership series, becoming a minister that is chameleon and just copies and pastes what others are doing just because they see that as a pathway to success. Pathways to success with God are different. And your pathway is going to come with character building activities, which means that you are going to have to go through things in order for your character to be built in order to build your capacity to carry the things God has for you. And that's the difference between serving God and serving the world is that serving God means that he's going to want to build up your character. He's going to want to work on your heart. He's going to want you to go through deliverance and so forth. But with the world, they may say, well, this is the pathway to success. And this is what it looks like. And often it's through numbers and revenue and those kinds of things. And I'm just going to say this here. We really have to put a line where necessary between business and ministry because there can be a fine line and an easy crossover into, well, I'm going to have ministry like a business. And yes, it takes funds to run a ministry. And so you have to decide, what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that thing? That's been something I was asking God, I would continue to ask God is, help me understand ministry and the way that you want me to do it, and help me understand the money aspect of it, as well as the aspect of investing into 
those that I'm going to be pouring into, the women that I'm going to be pouring into, the men, and so forth. So ministry looks different for everyone. So it could be that you're a hair braider and that is your assigned ministry. You are a CEO, you are a preacher, you are a YouTube channel individual. And so where can we place God in those things? I serve nonprofits as well as business owners. And although I do not say scriptures in my coaching calls, in my mentorship sessions, I do share things according to the the belief and the things that are in my heart because of my connection with God. And so they can hear about God without me saying a scripture. I believe we are being assigned to do the same thing. We are being designed to make sure that we are making it palatable for people, not calling sin, sin, but making it so that people can understand and relate to it and be practical with it and apply it to their life. Not everyone's going to step into a building. Not everyone's going to step into a church because perhaps they've been scarred by some person at a church or they used to go to church when they're younger and it's just, they say it's just not their thing anymore. So we have to bring God to them with your character, with your influence, with your online platform. Even if you have 200 followers, we are called to represent. So we've built that foundation for this series. This series is all about what kind of ministry are you going to be? What kind of ministry are you going to be? My hope is that you're going to be a minister that partners with individuals, but also partners with God. Because if we're not partnered with God, then it's not ministry, is it? It just becomes something like a business transaction or a contract or agreement, but it doesn't have God's signature on it. So we want to make sure that we are setting the foundation which is God in our ministry and being humble about it and being connected, connected to the source, which is God. So let's discuss what kind of minister you're going to be. Loving, a loving minister. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So God is love, so we should also be love. But what about when people wrong you? You've been wronged, you've been betrayed, you've had individuals lie about you and mistreat you. What about that? Are you going to continue to love them? Are you going to continue to serve them? Yes. But you have to put boundaries in place. A strong minister, I believe, puts boundaries in place to protect your heart, but also to make sure you continue to have the capacity to serve and to love. Because we've been hurt and it can be really rough when that happens. But we as ministers have to have a heart of forgiveness and be willing to say, God, I need you to take this unforgiveness. God, I need you to get, help me get this off my chest. God, I need you to help me in this process. God, I'm exhausted from this. How can you help me? When we're honest with God, he can take those burdens and carry them for us. So we hand it off and Jesus, our brother, takes them. And we no longer have to carry those things. And yes, forgiveness can take time and getting over disappointments can take time and frustrations. But if we have the intentions to do so, we know that the pathway and the journey will be met if we just stay on that pathway. So forgiving again and again 
and again and again and again so that we can make sure that our hearts are pure, that we're not carrying around the burden that happened last week with that person that did that. We're not carrying that into the seasons that God has for us. I believe God is going to begin to expand those who are ready. God is going to begin to introduce those who are set up for the divine connections. God is intending to accelerate those who are in position. God is intending to use those who have been on their post. And so if that is you for any of the above, you must realize that you need to stay equipped and stay in service. So loving others as they grow, evolve, make mistakes, say things that are not nice and so forth. We are all individuals who grow. When I'm 99, I'm still going to be in a place of growth. When I'm 44, I'm still going to be in a place of growth. It's never going to stop. And so if we consider that, that everyone is navigating their life based on their experiences and how they were taught how to communicate and how to behave and how to do these things, you may consider that not everyone is designed and ra was raised like you were. And so they are still trying to figure out how to navigate this, how to work in this area. So let's make sure that we are considering that people are evolving, people are growing just like we are. One thing that I've been considering in the process of my leadership is how can I expect others to be perfect when I'm not perfect? It's just not a reality. And it's a expectation that is unfair. I'm not perfect, so I can't expect others to be perfect. I can't and I should not. In the case of professional relationships, People should not be expecting you to be perfect. It should be they're expecting you to continue to grow and work past your mistakes and challenges. Even someone who is an accountant, that they probably on occasion make mistakes too, but they move on and grow from it. So let's do the same. Even when you've been hurt, lied on, betrayed, keep your heart pure and in love. Keep your heart pure and in love. When Jesus was being persecuted and people relying and, and trying to question him to catch him at something. What did he do? He questioned them back or you saw him go off and leave. You saw him just not saying a thing or giving him what his father says, which is God. So let's do the same. We don't always have to clap back. We don't always have to have a statement that's to line up with what someone says or to follow up with what someone says. We don't always have to be how the world is when it comes to different disagreements or situations. We can instead be godly like we're designed to be. We're designed to be co-heirs with Christ, which means that we're designed to reign, which means that kings and queens act in a certain way in a stature that is not equivalent to that of the world. And we have to consider that we are wearing crowns and the crowns are designed by God and the crown should stay on our head and the crown should not be rusted and put on a shelf. We have to keep these crowns on, but we keep these crowns on with humility and we make sure that we are serving others in the greatest capacity that God has for us. And the way to do that is through love. So let's be loving ministers and spread the gospel. I invite you to send me an email at contact at with a topic that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast. I'm going to be shifting a few things on this podcast and I am looking forward to it. 
It has been two years, I believe, that I've been hosting this podcast, and I trust that you have enjoyed it. Please do leave a review so that I can get your insight and that this information can be spread farther. In addition to that, always want to thank you for listening to the episodes, watching the videos on YouTube, because it is blessing me. So the next episode, I will see you then.